1: Hello it's Paul Wheelock and welcome to your latest podcast on the Blood Red channel. Now about a year ago I caught up with Liverpool under-23 goalkeeper Andy Firth to reflect on an unforgettable loan spell at Chester FC which coincided with the club losing players left, right and centre and very nearly going out of business. Safe to say it was an experience he wouldn't forget in a hurry but after signing a new contract at Liverpool he decided to make the move back into National League Football but this time on a permanent basis and this time with Barrow. It was a move that started well. But come November he had lost his place in the team and he wouldn't have blamed him if he was having second thoughts about leaving Liverpool, the club he has supported all of his life. But then he did not know what was just around the corner. In December Andy took a call from his agent informing him that his idol and Liverpool legend Steven Gerrard wanted to sign him for Rangers. He did not need asking twice and come the end of the season he had not only experienced the famous old firm win from the bench he'd also made his competitive debut. So with Rangers about to start their Europa League campaign, I picked up the phone to Andy again to look back on what, as he says himself, has been a surreal year. We also talked working on the Steven Gerrard, Liverpool's current and former loanies at Rangers, Shea Yojo and Ryan Kent, his big mate Harry Wilson, and what it was like to be a fan watching on from the stands as Liverpool beat Barcelona and then Tottenham to be crowned champions of Europe for the sixth time. Thanks for joining me and I hope you enjoyed the podcast. The
0: Blood Red Podcast from the Liverpool Echo.
1: Well, I'm very happy to say I now have on the line with me former Liverpool and current Rangers goalkeeper Andy Firth. Andy, how are you doing, mate? Yeah, not too bad,
0: thanks. Just um, just about to shoot off the training in the next 10, 15 minutes. But yeah, it's, uh, good to uh, good to speak to you
1: again. Good stuff, mate. Well, yeah, you're saying you're off uh, to training because you're certainly getting put through your paces at the moment. I mean, it was a double session on Monday and you have just back from a, a warm weather training camp in Portugal. That sounded tough as well.
0: Yeah, it was... Um... It was, a good, it was a good training camp there, probably the best pre-season I've done. Um, good to go over to Portugal, we, got, we had eight days over there, plenty of training, and then a good training game to finish the week as well. So two weeks back, two weeks we've been back now, and then um, then Europa police starts next week, so there's a lot to look forward to.
1: Exciting times. Before we get on to that, how does pre-season shape up for a goalkeeper these days? Is it similar to the outfield plays in terms of the fitness work, or do you do your own kind of programme?
0: It's a bit of both. We do some of the fitness stuff that they do but obviously we don't have to do any um, any amount of running in games and training. So I think we do the first couple of days we do the same runs as then as and testing and stuff like that, but then we um as as pre season goes on we just get tailored to do our own our own sort of training really, just more more power based stuff rather than the endurance stuff that the lads have to do
1: definitely well you are preparing for your first full pre-season full, full season as a Rangers player and I know we actually spoke around this time last year when you just signed a new contract with Liverpool but later that summer you left the club to join Barrow in the National League but then in January you made the move to Rangers it certainly sounds like it's been some six months for you yeah well
0: it's been it's been some years to be fair it was um, obviously this time last year I just signed my new deal at Liverpool and a couple of weeks later Barrow came in and I just felt after I played that six months at chess I just thought that that was the right move for me just to go and get some games and just keep uh, just keep playing so made the move to Barrow and then I was there for up until January played about 25 games which was just what I needed playing the games but then uh, the situation changed in November where I was dropped and they played they were playing the the keeper instead so that was a it was a tough time for me but just had to buy me time and kept working hard and then um got the call from my agent around Christmas time saying that um that Rangers were Rangers had come sniffing and wanted to wanted to know if I'd be interested in making the move. Which was um, a bit of a strange phone call. Not one I was expecting <laughs> but it was a bit of a old brainer really.
1: Yeah, definitely. Before we get to Rangers because it's just a fantastic move for you, mate. How big a wrench was it leaving Liverpool first time round, you know, before you went to Barrow? Because it is the club that you've supported since a boy. And it's a club you were on the books with for I think twelve years.
0: Yeah, it was tough. Um it was a it was a tough decision to make. I still I wasn't sure at the time, but I just felt if I was gonna stay at Liverpool I wasn't gonna be getting anywhere near the first team. I'd just have been a training goalkeeper in, in the reserves, so Bit 21, 22. I just thought now's the time that it's probably my time's up there, and it's time to go and make a career for myself. So yeah, it was, a, it was a tough decision, and one that looking back I still think it was the right decision. But it still doesn't make it any easier, uh, obviously leaving your boyhood club. But um, I was still doing bits of coaching and stuff with the kids while I'd, when I'd left, and obviously I was playing at barrel but I was still coaching in the academy, and that kept me in touch with all the lads and all the staff, but. Yeah, it was. Um, yeah, it was tough to leave as a player, but looking back, I still think it was a right decision
1: to do. Definitely, when you find yourself in the position you do now, as a part of this Rangers squad, I imagine when the call came, it was a bit of a shock. I think you said surreal before we uh, before we press record on this conversation. But I imagine having Steven Gerrard as as the manager up there was a big draw. Having being a Liverpool fan and having worked with him a little bit at Liverpool.
0: Yeah, it was. Um, yeah, sur- surreal is the only word I can I can use to describe it. Growing up the gaffer was my my idol, my hero and sure many Liverpool fans would say the same. So growing up he was always a the player I looked up to, so gone full circle really where he's my idol and then got the chance to train with him when he was a player. And then he came back to the academy and I worked under him there for a bit and then got the call last got the call in January and now he's he's officially my manager so um yeah, it's surreal is the only word I can use to describe it just going full
1: circle with him. It is indeed. No Liverpool fans will be surprised by this, but he's, he's really impressed in his first season as a, a senior manager with Rangers. Have you really enjoyed working with him in that setting?
0: Yes, yeah, um, it was a tough one for him to go into. Because obviously Celtic are, Celtic are the team that have been in control for a while, obviously with Rangers being relegated and stuff. But, um, but I feel like at the end of last season when Rodgers left and Neil Lennon's come in, um, we had the old firm at Ibrox which we absolutely battered Celtic in. And I just think that he had a good. Oh, so far we've brought in a f- quite a few new faces. So, um, yeah, the mood in the camp's really good. Um, just the target is we've got to stop Celtic winning winning their ninth in a row now. So that's all. Um, that's all the staff want, all the players want, and that's that's what the fans expect as well. We don't want we don't want them to win nine in a row. So. That's the target for this season. Just make sure, make sure we win the title.
1: You mentioned the players and staff there. It was a, a new challenge, a, a new club to go to But I bet it, I bet it was a bit like home yeah. from home, given you had Gary McAllister, Michael Beale, and then some of the players who obviously you played with at Liverpool there already. About you felt straight at home when you went up there.
0: Yeah, it was the. It was weird moving to Barrow was a lot harder than it was <laughs> to <move> to Rangers <laughs> because, because I didn't know anyone. Yeah, but soon as I signed for Rangers and I moved up here, I would. First, I, when I moved up, I moved into Ryan Kent's flat with him for the first two weeks before I found my own place. That was in my youth team, and then obviously played a lot with I as a kid. Yeah, played a lot with Jordan Ross, who was in my youth team, and then like you said, I think there was about seven members of staff that I'd worked with before, from the Gaffer to Gary Mac to Bealey and it just it was just really really easy, which is definitely helped me settle in and stuff and settling with the lads. So yeah, it was. It was a blessing in disguise that there was that many um, that many scousers or former Reds up there that just helped
1: me settle in. And towards the end of the season, I know you, just, you, you were one of three goalkeepers challenging for the number one position. You broke into that squad, and I think you mentioned that uh, Celtic game a moment ago. I think it was the penultimate game of the season. That Rangers won 2-0. And then you actually made your debut, didn't you, Kilmarnock? Uh, you know, how big a buzz was with those two games in particular?
0: Yeah, um, it was just... It was a strange one. McGregor got sent off in the fifth, last game of the season, so um, he got straight, got a straight red three green band, which meant that I knew straight away that the next game I was going to be involved with, and it was at Celtic. gave Celtic at home at Ibrox, so um, I travelled with the lads to the old firm for the away game and sat on the bench and stuff. Which was, it was a good, well, it was better than a good experience to go to their place and see an old firm with my own eyes for the mm-hmm. first time it was just surreal that I don't think people down south understand the hatred of just to how big of an extent they hate each other up there. Yeah. I always thought it was obviously it was a rivalry but since I've been up there, you can just you can see it so much more than so much more than football yeah. so if you go to their place and get a good taste of it that was wasn't the result we needed but um, it was a boss experience for me and then obviously the second time round we got them back to Ibrox and then I've never seen <laughs> cause it was the same week at the Liverpool Barca game yeah. so I went to that game on the on the Tuesday <laughs> and then <laughs> wow. then we had Ibrox Celtic at Ibrox on the Sunday probably the two best atmospheres I've ever seen in football it was both it was just absolute carnage yeah then after the old firm we, we uh, kill me away it was the last game of the season so just travelled with the squad as always and then Wes managed to get a dead leg in the um with about 15 minutes to go and then it was just a bit of panic stations really I got sent out to warm up for the first time and I'm thinking ah, I right. it's only a dead leg and then the ball went back to him again two minutes late and you could just see him hobbling and he just kicked out for a throwing and I just thought, ooh, this, um, <laughs> this, looks, like it, this looks like it might be it so that was it. That's yeah, I got brought on for my debut, and unfortunately we got beat two-one. I conceded a penalty. Thankfully, it wasn't me they gave it away. But yeah, beat two-one. But um, it's just ridiculous, just surreal to say that six months ago I'd been dropped by Barrow, and then and now I've made my Rangers debut. So
1: brilliant stuff, mate! Shows
0: what a crazy game football is.
1: And you think you just touched on it there when you were talking about the old firm. You, you'd you spent 12 years at Liverpool, you were a fan growing up, so you know that it's this few, if any, bigger clubs in the world. But I, I, whenever, any other player or supporter I've spoken to about Rangers, it actually hits them just how big Rangers is, you know, when you go up there and imagine atmospheres and experiences like the ones you were talking about a moment ago really do hit that home.
0: Yeah, it's... it's they are just... It's ridiculous up here. No matter where you go, the support on social media, um, the fans of the game every week. No matter what happens the week before, you know there's going to be fifty-five thousand there. They are so similar to Liverpool, and I think that's why I've enjoyed it so much. And I wasn't the first team player at Liverpool, so I didn't quite get the full the full exposure. So since I've been up here, um, it's been my first full or well, my first time in a full-time club that that are right up there at the top level. So to um, so being the first team up here I've really seen the difference I've really seen the difference to obviously my experience at Chester and Barrow yeah. but then you can see the similarities between Liverpool and Rangers it's just so, two huge clubs
1: most definitely. And uh, I believe you've put in a good word about Shay Ojo uh, when he signed his loan deal from Liverpool for next season. You uh, mentioned that he'd spoken to you, but it's, hopefully there is that pathway and that link between the clubs, which there certainly is now. Like, and you, It sounds like you couldn't recommend it enough. Yeah,
0: well, it was just um, that Shea was in my youth team as well. So, Neil he worked with me and Shay for, for a number of years, same as he did with Raza and Jordan. So, it was just... Um, obviously Shane's been on loan a couple of times from Liverpool and last evening he went to France and didn't play too much. And when I spoke to him, uh, he just said that he just wanted to come and play and wherever he went next, he just wanted to, to be a part of the team, make sure he was going to play and hopefully have a good year. So, um, Obviously the deal got done really early by the gas room. We brought him in and he's brilliant so far in training. He's got his first goal of the weekend against Mansfield in the friendly so he's just I think he's perfect for this league he's so quick powerful I really think um, he should have a good season this year so I think it's for him
1: Fantastic you mentioned Ryan Kent as well there <laughs> uh, I know it's still to be decided where he'll be playing his football uh, this coming season but how much did he impress in the Rangers shirt last season? He
0: so it was, it was a different level He was um, obviously he was voted Young Player of the Year Um just, he's an absolute nightmare for defenders. He can go both ways so quick, agile, both footed, he's just he's a proper handful, so um I'm still not sure what he's gonna what he's gonna be doing but um wherever he ends up, whichever club signs him they'll have a they'll have a top player on the hands
1: most definitely before we wrap up mate just ask you ask you about Harry Wilson I think if anyone like me follows you on Twitter you can tell you and him are, are big mates he's just had a super, superb season I should say on loan with Derby County how pleased are you to see develop, see him develop into the player he's becoming
0: yeah it's um, it's been brilliant just there's a lot of people I'm still in touch with in football obviously from my time at Liverpool but him and Tom Brewett are two that I've definitely been the closest to and obviously I played against Brew last year at Fire which was good but to see Wills just obviously went to Hull last year and tore it up and then to have a full season at Derby under Frank Lampard and just to keep hitting the numbers that he's hitting at a young age. I think you can understand why there's so much so much talk about him getting his move and people coming in to sign him because that's the hardest thing in football to do, score goals and create goals and <laughs> he's making it look ridiculously easy. Same so it is. Yeah, I'm made up for it. It was good to go down to see me and Brew went down to Wembley to watch him at the end of last year, but didn't quite get the result we wanted. But I'm sure wherever he ends up next year, same as Raz, they'll have, um, they'll have a top player on their hands can score, score a goal or ten.
1: Definitely. It'd be great to see him in the Liverpool shirt but you know, the end of the day at the moment the, that competition to get into that first team is too, too so tough and, and, and that kind of resulted in the Champions League when you said you were in for you were in Anfield for the Barcelona semi final, that incredible night, and you were over in Madrid as well. Speaking as a fan, how did you find last season?
0: Oh, just it was weird because if I hold my hand up and say when we played Bayern Munich in the first knockout round, my words were just I'd play the under-18s, get knocked out. Egan, then <laughs>
1: concentrate on shows the from much your much
0: League. Know, shows how much I know about football, because um, yeah, we just—I for me, I—I've never seen us win the win, win the league. So I always just wanted us to, <laughs> as stupid as it sounds, fall off the Champions League and focus on the league. But yeah, um, didn't quite make it in the league, which is. Unfortunate but I don't think he can do much more than much more than what we did and then obviously to finish it off in Madrid like that was it was massive for the club, massive for the fans and massive for Klopp to, to finally get the um, to get the burden off his neck.
1: Definitely. You know, before you laugh left, left last summer, was there a confidence around Melwood about what could come given how close the club had come, you know, in Kiev and the Champions League the season before?
0: Yeah, I think that just that seems, obviously since Klopp's come there's been the number of finals we've been involved in, we never quite got the job done, but you could see that something special was happening and I think the fans felt that, the players felt that and obviously Jürgen believed in himself and it was just, I think it was a matter of time before he finally won something. He's, he's an unbelievable manager and the squad, he's, the squad he's put together since he's been there is unbelievable, so long may that continue and hopefully get our hands on the, the Premier League title this year with a bit of luck.
1: Definitely. It just feels like the the Champions League, trophy could be the one that kind of breaks open the gates, doesn't it? It could be the first of many, because you you know, mate, you know, players do say that first one's always the hardest.
0: Yeah, that's it. Especially when you've been to... So you obviously did the League Cup, Europa League and Champions League final last year, so to be been three big finals in in three or four years he's been here and not win one was... It was tough to take as a fan but he just shows the confidence. Klopp's got in himself, got in the players and and even got in the fans when when he needed the fans to produce the performance against Barcelona, they were there and the players were in Yeah, it's um it's a it is a special club and fingers crossed we can fingers crossed we can go again this season obviously they've not really uh not brought anyone in yet but it'll be interesting to see what they will uh what they'll do business wise this summer.
1: Definitely. Doesn't sound bad that Liverpool Premier League and Rangers Scottish Premier uh, Premiership double, you'd like that? Oh my god. That'd be
0: um, <laughs> that'd be some party in some summer if that happened.
1: <laughs> and that's it now. You're you've knuckled down for the summer, you've you're ready for the for the new season. What are your aims personally this season, just to keep on pushing for that for more games for Rangers?
0: Yeah, that's it. Obviously I knew when I sat here I was coming up as a third choice keeper, and... Um, Obviously I wasn't playing at Barrow so my thought was I'd rather come to Rangers and and get the training up here work with the lads and the gaffer and work at that top level again rather than stay at Barrow when I wasn't playing and the only reason I went to Barrow was, was to go and play proper games so once I wasn't playing it was a, it was a no-brainer to get out of there and um, I loved my time while I was there but to actually get the chance to work with the gaffer again and work at a massive club like Rangers it was just a really easy decision so yeah I just need to work hard keep improving and hopefully and just see what happens you never know in football if someone just told me a year ago when I just signed my contract at Liverpool I'd be six months deep at Rangers then I'd have called you a madman so <laughs> like, like I said before you never know in this game so you just got to keep working hard believe in yourself and if your chance comes try and take it then if not you just got to keep working and see what happens
1: Definitely, Andy. Well, thanks very much for sharing that story. It was great catching up uh, this time last summer, but even better this summer after what's happened to you know, over this past year, mate. Yeah, wrong with but that's
0: the game of football. Who knows where I'll be this time next year. You've been listening to the Blood Red Podcast from the Liverpool Echo.